Hello and welcome to Nested Folders, the productivity podcast about being your best, most productive self, however that takes shape. Uh, I am Rosemary Richard and joined by your wonderful co-host, and yes, he's your co-host as well as my co-host, Scotty Jackson. Hey, Scotty. I want to be everybody's co-host. See, that's my life goal. Uh, um, well, however, however that takes shape, circle, square, arch. All right. Well, uh, I, f- I feel that ties in because we recently flipped between doing odd and even episodes. And so, you know, we can be squircles too. Okay. <laughs> Uh, so if you're new here, hi, welcome. Uh, you can find all about us and, of course, links to all of our back catalogue and everything else over at nestedfolderspodcast.com. And if you really love us, then, of course, you can find out more about us at nestedfolderspodcast.com slash unnested, where every month we give you a bonus monthly episode where we get all unnested and kind of messy, but still productive and mm-hmm. get to have some bonus fun for you and with you with your challenges and all sorts of things which is just great fun what i wanted to talk to you about today scotty was goals because you know like uh the uh the women's football team over here recently did some amazing stuff with goals uh they scored many of them and uh they did really well but goals mean a little bit of a different thing outside of sport and i'm mm. sure we all kind of go yeah 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 goals i know what they are i know how they do uh, to do them and so on but i know that even though i know the theoretical technical side of it i find myself not actually doing it mm. at times which is you know not amazing to be honest um and i feel like i should be doing better about that and uh i've so i've been going through and you know doing some reflection and goal setting and planning and so on and thought it would be a really good opportunity to talk about that very timely too because i'm just getting into like my like we're getting into the last quarter of the year so as far as quarterly goals goals go um i've been thinking about that too um (laughs) the 12 week year math I think that the cadence of goals is very interesting too, because, you know, there are goals that I'll set for myself for what am I going to get done today? What am I going to get done tomorrow? What about the week ahead or the month ahead or the year ahead or the quarter? I, I, those, those different, um, um, horizons or, uh, you know, durations of, of goals are very, um, different in their nature, I guess. And I'm interested to sort of talk through a little bit about how we a- approach the process of goal setting, not just in, in broad terms, but then also, you know, a- across these various different um, cadences. Yes. And I think it's one of those things where it can be quite tricky to figure this stuff out sometimes. I mean, you and I have both um, looked at the 12-week year and and you do quarterly goals. um, And for folks who uh, aren't aware, there's about 13 weeks in a quarter. So it ties in quite nicely with the 12-week year with the year, the week off at the end of it. Um, But the, the whole thing about goal setting for me is one of the reasons I realized why I wasn't doing it was actually it was about letting myself down um, because mm. I have goals. I have big goals. I have really exciting goals. And every time I do goal setting, because I'm setting goals for a shorter term um, and I want goals that I can realistically accomplish, I end up not writing down all of the goals that I would love to do. You know, like have a really awesome, fully automated house where everything just magically happens and there's an amazing swimming pool and stuff like that. And so one of the things that I have been doing as part of my goal setting is um, just 
brain dumping everything into um, one one sort of box, if that makes sense. Now, to be clear, I've actually been doing this with like those little um, square note papers. Um, because this way I can actually pick them up and move them around. But you could do mm. this digitally with um, like a, a, a Kanban system or something. But um, what I've found is I end up, so I, I write down all of the things that I are, are goal ideas. And then I've been putting them into a grid. Okay. So I go across with like length of time that I think it's going to take me to do. Um, and then I go up and down with um, like importance slash realism. Um, mm. so if something's super important, then it, it goes, you know, close to the top. Um, and if something's very unrealistic, then it can still be there. It just, you know, has to go further down. And so I end up having a sort of Franklin Covey matrix at the end, where at the top left are the things that I'm focusing on, um, at the moment, because they're urgent and important, um, goals. Mm. And they're, so, well, they're, they are urgent, they are important, but they're also the more realistic ones. And the bottom right quadrant of, it's going to take me a really long time to get there, and it's pretty unrealistic that it's going to happen, kind of just gets left to one side. And then, of course, because this is me, I had an extra level with color coding so that I've got an idea of like, okay, so if it's a blue piece of paper, it's work-related. If it's purple, it's personal podcasting stuff, and so on and so forth, so that I can, you know, like, see. Because I need a rainbow of color, Right. I find like if I end up setting a lot of um, goals in one area of my life, the other areas of my life get neglected. And that's, you know, okay, but it's not great. Um, because just because I don't have goals doesn't mean I shouldn't be doing things there. There's still maintenance and so on that needs to go on. So I need to try and balance things out. Um, you know, I try and think of my life um, like a plate, um, but the plate isn't sitting off table nice and secure. It's balancing um, and it's kind of balancing, you know, in a slightly wobbly way. Uh, if you've ever read uh, Discworld, uh, folks, Terry Pratchett, um, he his theory is that the Earth is actually kind of like a plate balanced on the back of some elephants, which are standing on the back of a turtle, which is going through space. So you know just how stable and secure that would be. You know, you've got a mental image plate on elephants on turtle in space. Not, not very secure. Um, mm. And I, I try and think of my life like that. You know, it's really easy to accidentally massively overweigh yourself in one area. And then everything just kind of starts sliding in that direction and then bam. And so I've been trying to, you know, get a rainbow, just like you would have on an actual plate of food that you're making, right? You, you want a nice balanced uh, meal with different colors and so on. I try and think of my goal setting like that so that I have personal and work and like my nerdy uh, side of things as well so that I can get everything in there. That's really good. I mean, there's a, there's a few things that I want to pull out of what you, what you just said, apart from that, you know, balance of those different aspects and using colors to represent them. So visually you can see if you've achieved that. Uh, it really interesting doing this as is almost always the case with these problems when we talk about them. <laughs> Step one is capture. Step two is, you know, brain dumps. Like having this inventory of the stuff is always the right place to begin. Um, and I think that reminding myself of that is really important. The second, mm -hmm. you know, you're using the, whether you're using note cards or index cards, or like you said, like a Kanban system or something like that. It's neat because you've almost got an opportunity to draw like a bit of a Gantt chart as well to say, well, I I want to do this, but I will I will need to do this and this first, not just because of preference, but because 
there's an actual dependency there. So you could almost start to lay out a little sort of high level project management view of things using, using that sort of, that sort of approach. And I, I, I like that because I think for me, what is really important when I'm doing my goal setting is making sure that I'm thinking about what will become true once I have achieved that goal. Right. So, I mean, maybe I have a goal of, you know, something like run a 5k. Okay. Mm-hmm. Great. So what? Like, wh- why is that a goal? What will be true? Um, and, you know, so I am forced to dive a little bit deeper into my own psyche and think about, well, um, I see that as an indicator of my own physical health and my own well-being. And it means that I'll be able to move in ways that I haven't been able to move in, in other times of my life. Or I see that as a way of uh, proving that some of the conditioning exercises I have been doing are working. So it's not just about the goal. It's about understanding what that goal represents. And I think that that's really important in keeping achievability there. And the, the last part for me as well is if I have done a good job of not just calling out a goal, but understanding why it's a goal and, and what it, what it makes true is if I've done that well, it should become very clear to me based on that goal, what I need to do next. If a goal right. is not able to help me drive action, if I'm not able to do something about a goal or I don't know what to do about a goal, then I haven't thought about that goal well enough yet because, yeah. because the goal should not just be you know, this, this thing that I look at, you know, painted in that sort of false calligraphy on a reclaimed barn board sign that I've hung on the wall that says life is beautiful. It, it should also have some sort of tactical meaning in terms of how I'm living my life and what I'm doing with my time. If it isn't that, then, then that might not be the goal for me because I, I need a goal that, that that is going to inspire me to behave in certain ways or do certain things. So I think that's a really good litmus test in terms mm-hmm. of how well I have framed a goal is based on that, can I very clearly articulate what the next thing that I would do about that is? What are the next five things that I would do? Are there tasks that I can write down that are very clear verbs of now do this, now do that? And, you know, as needed – also, you know, what are some of the nouns about that that I'll need to make? What are what are some of the uh, things that will be needed to be realized uh, in order to build towards that goal? And what are the tasks about those? And I think I think being able to go through that line of thinking really helps not just pressure test a goal to see, you know, is this a good goal for me, but also really harden my commitment to doing it because I've thought about it, not just as this aspirational thing, but as a real thing that I am going to do stuff about. And I think if I'm thinking in terms of action, um, that, that's a, that's a much more embedded way of having that goal in my life, I guess, as opposed to just as like this sort of, well, here's a goal. Yes. Yeah, I completely get that. That's one of the reasons why um, I like the, the note paper um, side of it, because uh, what I used to do when I was at university is um, every uh, term or semester would be broken down into weeks and every week had a number. And so you would know that this assignment is due in week eight. 
or week mm. 17 or what well, the word 17 weeks, but you know, you get the idea. And so what I would do is I would actually have like my entire term planned out on a, a, a board behind my desk going from left to right. And then underneath that, I would pin each one. Uh, pin each task or uh, exam that was happening in that week because there were tests, there were exams, there were assignments that were due that were being graded. Um, and so I would pin them there. But it meant that I could, um, you know, collect the dead, right? I've done it. So I could take it mm. off the wall and put it in a pile and see that it was done. And one of the things that I've been doing is I've been going through my goal um, setting process and so on is I've been setting mini goals and then coming back and reviewing them because review is, as you said, you know, looking at where things fit in the big picture. You've got to look back as well as look forward um, to see, you know, like where was this in the big picture and now where is this in the big picture? One of the things that I found is the goals that I had, which before seemed completely aspirational and very unrealistic, over time, start shifting. Okay, things start rotating a little bit um, in mm. in the uh, in the matrix, and some of the things that were very unrealistic or seemed like they were going to take a very long time move towards much more realistic and taking less time much faster than I might think, which is one of the reasons why I like the 12 week year. You know, the theory behind the 12 week year is you can accomplish in 12 weeks what most people don't accomplish in a year. Because uh, you know, you make New Year's resolutions and boom. They, they disappear in like three days. Um, and, uh, you know, uh, that that that's me at any rate. I'm sure many of our listeners and you, Scotty, are much better at this than I am. Um, but uh, it's, it's one of those things where by bringing in a regular habit of review, but not making myself overthink it, because that's the other thing, right? Especially when something has changed, like something big has changed, perhaps, then it is kind of tricky to make yourself look back and see how things were versus how things are. Especially if it's a change that you're maybe not 100% happy with or you're still coming to terms with, you know, maybe, uh, you know, everything kind of flipped around at work or you've um, discovered that you you have some health issues that you need to deal with, whatever it is. Um, you know, looking back at what your plans were can be quite depressing. So try not overthinking it. And if you, if you need somebody's permission to say, you know what, you can drop it and move on and let's see what we can do from now on. Feel free, just draw a line in the sand and move on and, and go ahead. Because at some point when you've not done review for ages, there's no point going back and reviewing everything, right? Um, but <laughs> one of the things I like about the, the piece of paper is I can pick them up, right? And I can pick them up and I can go, I did this. This is great. I'm finished with it. Like it took me no time at all. Or huh, this was a very nice theory. Cool. I'm just going to pop this over here in the turned out it was very unrealistic pile. And I'm good to do that. And I can p throw out those pieces of paper, well, recycle them um, or whatever it is, as is appropriate. But by having the pieces of paper, I find that like the little physical thing, um, as much as I love digital, as much as I love automation, so on, sometimes there's just something very nice about having like a piece of paper and just being able to say, nope, or woohoo, done, and popping it in a different pile and, you know shredding it, uh, dancing around a little candle with it or something. Uh, please be careful <laughs> about fire hazards if you're doing that. Um, whatever it is, you know, it, it just it just feels very satisfying to have done that. Yeah, the the Equinox index card ritual. Yes. I, I, I I agree with that because you got that that agency with with a real feeling of I can hold this in my hand. And I think accompanying that for me is when I'm thinking about goals uh, it becomes very easy for me to turn that into like a really sort of stodgy, you know, businessy sort of thing. Maybe that's because I'm employed by a corporation, and and so 
goal setting quickly becomes like, well, what are the projects that I want to do? But I, I think making it a little bit more attractive to myself is important. And I do that through considering all the roles in my life. And do I have goals about that? So you, you, you talked a little bit about this earlier with, you know, different colors, you know, for personal podcast, nerdy things or for work things. And then I think you can, you can split those dimensions a little bit more specifically if, if needed to consider um, making the goal setting process really attractive. So like for me, personal might subdivide is, you know, what are my goals as a husband? What are my goals as a dad? What are my goals as a person who uh, contributes to household management? What are my goals for someone who uh, enjoys building shortcuts? What are my goals for, you know, this area of the business in which I find myself working? What are my goals for podcasting? What are my goals for developing my team? I can, I can split all of those up a little bit more discreetly, almost as like a trigger list to think about, you know, have I thought about these things in terms of what matters to me and what's important to me? Because I mean, a lot of this comes back to the fact that I need to trick myself into doing a, a good goal setting exercise because mm-hmm. I am by I I am by nature sort of repelled by it, and I think that's because it feels it sometimes feels a little bit artificial, and so I need right. to work on making it attractive and um, considering these various different roles that I play in my life and the roles within those roles that helps that helps break bring me inside of it and i know that um uh, mike schmitz in his personal retreat work talked about uh, uh lincoln show notes uh, uh like a wheel of life that had i believe six to eight different dimensions and you want to make sure that each one has a, the appropriate amount of care and feeding to to balance uh to balance yourself out and i think that that has really stuck with me as a um measure of whether or not I am goal setting in a way that will lead me towards a balanced life. If I am goal setting a way where like all of my goals are related to my work, that's going to take me that, that has the risk of taking me down a dark path where maybe I'm not thinking enough about um, family activities or household maintenance or, or, or those sorts of things. Likewise, if I have all my goals are all about podcasting and shortcuts development, well, Gee, I, I need to put help put food on the table. I should be thinking about my job. So all of these things need to feed into each other and need to balance out, or else there's a risk of being a unattractive in terms of goal setting being an activity I even undertake at all, uh, or b the, even the achievement of those goals having an unintended consequence of not achieving other things that maybe should have been thought of a little bit. Yes. And I think that's the thing, isn't it? it? It can very easily get to the point where you're like, oh, gosh, like this is this is a lot of work here. Um, you know, uh, you need to spend more time thinking about this or, uh, it, you know, goal setting is going to take me like all weekend. Um, you know, I can't afford to spend the weekend doing that. I've got family. I've got things to do, people to see. Um, and, you know, there is certainly an element of if you don't have enough time, don't start. Um, but also, Sometimes you've just got to get noodling on the problem, right? You know, 
this was uh, I actually had uh, a conversation with my boss earlier today about a project at work and it wasn't anything particularly crazy there's one of those where I was just you know thinking about it and he was like I can tell you you're thinking I can almost hear your brain turning I was like yeah <laughs> I'm just thinking that I need to think about this before I do something because if I don't think about it I'm gonna start by doing something and then I'm gonna feel like I can't turn back um, and I think that's especially important when you're doing goal setting Right. If you're if you're doing goal setting and, um, you know, you you end up, um, you know, put, pushing yourself into a corner because you started by going, right, well, my big goal um, in my personal life is going to be this for the time being. And then you discover that actually, you know, there's some other stuff that you were kind of thinking about, but you didn't actually think about, think about. It, yeah, it, it ends up being kind of tricky. So you need to give yourself some some room to breathe um, mm. with that. And so I I personally am a big fan of, you know, when it comes to starting um, with this stuff, uh, just give yourself a bit of time to just think about it for a bit and then stop and go off and do anything and everything else and then come back to it later. <laughs> right? Yeah. Come back to it later. See what happens. Because once once you've given yourself that space to breathe, your mind's had a chance to go through it and review it again. Um, you know, not active thinking, passive thinking in the background while you're doing the washing up type thing. But that is so important when it comes to goal setting because you'll suddenly see, um, you know, a path or a thread between various things that you've been thinking of. You know, like you were thinking, well, you know, I'd really like to do uh, this particular training course because I feel like, you know, this, this thing is something that uh, is not something that I'm, I'm particularly great at, or I want to get better at it. And, you know, you're also thinking about this and the other. And then before you realize it, it turns out that there is actually quite a big long-term plan in there. And you didn't really know, you just needed the bit of time to think about it. So, you know, if all you can carve out is half an hour, well, just brain dump a couple of things um, in that half hour and, you know, take a look at how things are going. Where does any of this fit in your everyday life? Is there no space in your everyday life to add some other stuff? If so, maybe your first goal is actually just going to be, you know, shuffling things and massaging it into a place where you can add some goals. For sure. And, and then I, I would, uh, I think the last thing that I would add to that is the importance of enlisting other people to pressure test and validate and clarify goals as, as set. So talk to a friend who knows you well, your boss, your peers at work, your partner, um, anyone who will listen to say, hey, here are goals that I'm setting in my life that are relevant to the ways in which you, person I am speaking to right now, see me. What, mm -hmm. what, do, you, what do you think? Do those, sound, do those sound reasonable? Do those sound achievable? Do those, do the, do those resonate? Am I able to explain what that means in a way that these other people can understand. And, you know, particularly where it comes to goals that really affect other people or in which other people are deeply embedded, like your boss, like your partner, like your best friend, those people, you know, who may be, you know, primarily impacted by or certainly very interested in your success or not with these goals are having their insights and their reaction and their reflection is going to be mm -hmm. really valuable um, in terms of making sure that the goals as stated make sense. And it also means that you're enlisting support in your success and being able to achieve them because now you've got folks who are aware of what you are setting as a goal for yourself and 
hopefully helping to uh, achieve that. Yeah. And I think that's the thing, isn't it? It's, it's just so easy to get yourself wrapped up into a little corner thinking that you are on your own um, and that, you know, you're doing everything for yourself. And, and the reality of it is, is, you know, there's always somebody out there who wants to help you. Uh, you haven't found them yet, maybe, but I mean, hopefully you surely will, but you know, fingers crossed, uh, you are not entirely alone. I, I very much doubt anybody is entirely alone. Even if they think they are, there will be somebody out there. Um, but you know, it, it is so much easier sometimes to just, even the act of starting to think about how you're going to explain this thing to another person, that, that can just make everything click together. Mm -hmm. And then suddenly you go, oh, yeah. I got it. I got it. There we go. I figured it out. Um, and you know, that, that just makes a difference. Verbal, nonverbal and written are all very different ways of thinking, right? So thinking isn't just sitting on a pillow cross-legged and closing your eyes and, and thinking uh, by engaging your hands in writing or in note cord shuffling or your voice in speaking to yourself or others or rubber ducking. Those all change the way in which the thoughts make sense and the goals take shape. And so embarking on these different kinds and flavors of thinking that's just the best. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, everybody needs rubber duck sometimes. And it might be that you end up making a friend through doing this, or it might be that you inspire somebody else because it's amazing how often you talk to somebody about something and then they circle back to you a few days later and go, hey, so you know the thing that you mentioned? You know, it turns out I was actually thinking about it and dun 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 dun, dun they linked together three or four things that you completely had not thought about in a way that they've put it. And it turns out that it inspired them to go off and do something else. And you know what? If you're listening to this, you are one of those inspiring people for other people in your life. I can guarantee it. Even if you don't think it, you are. Um, and so it's important to remember that sometimes you need to give yourself a little space to be inspired and uh, try taking the uh, the top off the pressure cooker for a little bit. Give yourself some room to breathe and maybe get a bit messy um, because you can figure it all out and sort everything out later. You got this. In the meantime, uh, you are welcome to go back and listen to all of our back catalogue over at nestedfolderspodcast.com. And you can, of course, get in touch with us. There is a contact link on our website. And of course, we exist on Twitter as well, at Nested Folders. And if you are one of our bonus members, one of our special unnested supporters, then you get to talk to us through the AMA, where you get to pose challenges and all sorts of things that we will get up to with some fun shenanigans style uh Perhaps insanity is the wrong word. Maybe it's the right word. Mm -hmm. We'll find out in the special episode this month for you. In the meantime, uh, we are people. We exist individually. Uh, Scotty, where, who, what, and other W questions? There are five. There are five W's, and all of them can be answered via the three W's that live <laughs> before .heyscottyj.com on the internet or by the same name on Twitter, at heyscottyj. How about you, Rosemary Orchard? Where are you found? Uh, you can find me at rosemaryorchard.com and, of course, on Twitter, at rosemaryorchard. Awesome. Thanks again, Rose. This, this, this is another great one. I'm gonna, now I'm going to go set goals. Yeah, yeah, I need to go. I, I, I feel like I need another stack of note cards, but the good news is I just bought a pack, so I'm, I'm ready to go. Right on. Goodbye, folks. <laughs>